Yo, it's your boy, Courtney Anderson, a.k.a. Big C. One half of the Lit Code Podcast with Edgar Jones. The podcast with the menu short and sweet. There's plenty for your mind to eat. We're back this week with a brand new episode entitled Ignited. Why do we call it Ignited? Well, we have the founding CEO of Ignite Her Wellness Consulting LLC in Dallas, Texas, Mrs. Tasha Johnson Calhoun. Tasha's going to come on, man, and really, really knock us out. Uh, talking about her company, talking about things that led her to to wanting to start this company, what ignited her in the first place, to uh, create Ignite Her, how she helps to ignite the minds of women across the world. Man, and then she's going to go through some very personal things, man, and tell you what actually ignited her mind, right? We all know that the word ignite means to set a fire. Uh, We know how powerful a fire can be in both directions. It can be very destructive, but it can also be very useful if you can control it. So what we're gonna do, man, Edgar, myself, Tasha, we're gonna go through some of the practices that we do to control our fires, right? And to help uh, fan those flames on a day-to-day basis, right? We're gonna talk about what the real definition of wellness is. We're gonna talk about her company once again, and we're just gonna talk about life, man, as always. So we ask y'all to strap in, build with us, evolve, this is the Lit Code Man. We'll see you later. Enjoy. Welcome to the Eat Cypher. Flow hotter than the hands on Peter Piper. And now we would like to introduce you to your rivals. It's like Ali and Tyson. The hook is with the liking. So nothing, Mr. Bison. Maximus and Leonidas. You were in the booth with Titans. Goons, goblins, and Vikings. It ain't really nothing like us. We're back for another episode of the Lit Code. I'm Edgar Jones. Anderson. Court, we back at it again. Back yes, at sir. it again. We got a a very very special guest in the house. Um, I've been knowing her for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> All capital letters. She actually used to to babysit and watch over me and my sister and made sure we was taken care of. Um, I call her close family because she is family. Um, and. Excited to have on uh, this episode. Looking forward to having this conversation and going to what we are about to, about to talk about. Uh, Courtney, do you want to go ahead and introduce the special guest we got? Because usually you, the one that's introducing the guest. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, family ties. You, you talked about it earlier. She, she is family. My in my situation, she's family on both sides. She's the mother of my little cousin, who's not little no more, Miss <laughs> Kalisha Black, uh, and then. Our mutual cousin, uh, Mr. Franchise, Quinn Brown, so God brother. So growing up, if we were in a Sylvia's house, her mother and father lived directly behind a Sylvia. Exactly right? behind. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Martha, Ms. Uh, Rem Tommy, Jessica, uh, but the most the most famous uh, the most famous family member I remember, who I had to be aware of at all times, was Steve. I remember <laughs> <laughs> I talked about Steve before on an episode or two, but Steve was this this big yeah. gargantuan black lab that had the longest rope Man. on earth. <laughs> if you wasn't with Quint or one of them, Steve would let you know that you ain't had no business in that yard. Every kid on Cotton Street that went to the wreck or came from a night dance, you knew what Steve was. You was aware you get. <laughs> Your speed and skills got accelerated because oh, of Steve. <laughs> so yes, anyway, uh, 
<laughs> Mrs. Tasha Johnson Calhoun is here with us. And she's uh she's the founder of Ignite Her Wellness Consultant out there in Dallas. Uh I won't try to go into telling about what her, her company is, but I'll let her tell you. But anyway, without further ado, we want to present her to you all to uh build a little bit today. So, Miss Tasha. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Edgar. And it's funny you mentioned Steve. I don't know if you all know. You know what Steve name came from? <laughs> Your cousin Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Betty Steve. <laughs> really? No, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> that's how Steve got his name because Steve, I think Steve was maybe a few months old. I'll say maybe 18 months. He wasn't quite two yet. He would come out, come over to the house with um Quint all the time. He would always kick the dog and we'll say, stop, Steve, stop, Steve. So the dog, Steve, thought we were talking to him, but we was actually talking to Steve. Steve to <laughs> he always kick our dog. So that's how Steve got his name, Steve, from uh, Little Steve. I know he's not little anymore, but no, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be here with you all. So thank you for having me. Um, you know, you guys have done some amazing things. Looking forward to our conversation tonight. I know it's going to be rich, so thank you for having me. It will be rich, and we, uh, we're glad you could join us. We're glad you could join us. So, Tasha, for the ones that don't know you, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about you, and tell the ones that, 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 that don't officially know you. Tell them about yourself. Most definitely will. Um, one, as Courtney read, that I am the founding CEO of Ignite Her Wellness Consultant, and it's a coaching and consulting firm that inspires total transformation for the total woman in equipping her with the tools and resources needed to win along the wellness journey. One of the things that I do is help women who are ready to embrace the call to be a woman of power, a woman of influence, a woman of impact, you know, ignite a total wellness lifestyle because I believe total wellness is where it's at. You know, we can all be physically well, but we need to have that total wellness. My background is I'm a nurse, a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for 20 years now. I graduated from the great uh, college of Grambling State University. <clears throat> I have two masters, Courtney. <laughs> All right. <now. laughs> I do flag. have two masters in nursing and, um, you know, so different so certifications. So I see you. It's <laughs> only one tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's up, the Jaguars, right? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what it yeah. is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I forgot. You know, I had a member left right yeah. there. No GSU without SU. Can't have yeah. it. But you got to have the G to make it original. <laughs> okay. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, that's what I do. You know, I love teaching and coaching and consulting. <laughs> so what got you in, uh, what got you, like, how did it start? Like, how did it? How did this get all started up? Oh man, it, it really, so I've been in the coaching industry, um, maybe let's see, 2007, yes, yeah, since 2007, but long before that, even in school, you know, I was always the one, not intentionally inspiring people, but just having conversations and then 
um, whomever I would talk to would come back and say something along the lines that you, you know, inspired me or you remember when you said this or said that and I didn't. But my passion for nursing came when my youngest sister, Jessica, uh, let's see, I think she was, yes, yeah, she was 17. She had a brain aneurysm and went to the hospital. They didn't think she was going to make it. The doctors, I remember doctor, um, the neurologist flew in from New Orleans and her prognosis was very dim. They actually told us she probably wouldn't make it through surgery. This was in March. Uh, let's see, I graduated in 95, so March of 1997. She was a senior. So just how well, you know, the nurses and the doctors and, you know, they was very supportive. They made sure we understood. They was very nice, uh, caring, all of those things. So I was like, I want to do that. I want to help people because not only did the Jessica make it through, she actually walked out of the hospital that was March and she graduated. So all the things that they told us was not going to happen. It happened and, you know, just coming from a family all of us grew up in church you know first baptist new zion baptist church so coming from a family of believers and faith and you know the prayers so that's what got me excited and my passion about nursing but from nursing i just love inspiring people when you know wanting to take care of themselves just total wellness and when i talk about total wellness I believe in there's five core areas, you know, depending on which spectrum you're looking at, you might see five, seven, nine, three, but the five areas I believe we all should be well is, is physical wellness, which we all hear about when we think about health and wellness. We think about the physical, but not only physical, but spiritual wellness, mental wellness, emotional wellness, and financial wellness. We often leave off being financially well because we can't do the things that we are on this earth to do, you know, carry out our missions, carry out our uh, assignment. If we're not financially well, that doesn't mean, you know, having millions of dollars, but that's great. But wherever you are, you cannot, you know, serve from a place of a broken spirit, a broken mindset. You, it takes money to do things. It takes money to do what you guys are doing. It takes money to do what I'm doing. It takes money to serve others. So, those are the areas of wellness, but that's where my passion come from. You know, I just, this is what, this is what I was born to do and did not know that I was born to do it until about 10 years ago. So the igniter came to me in 2014. I was in a book club and a young lady said, Tarsha, you're the igniter. And I was like, I like that. And so that sat with that for a while. And I was like, ignite her. And from there, under the ignite her brand, there are two other things that's coming soon, which is ignite him and ignite them, because I believe it's a family affair. You know, the females, the males, and being family, bringing wellness into the entire family, because that's something I believe <clears throat> that we lack being whole as, you know, Black families. We feel like we have to struggle and all of this, we don't have to, you know, there's an abundance, abundance is our birthright. So having, looking back, reflecting on things and like, no, this is what I like to do. The 20 years of nursing, I've done a number of things in nursing, but the most rewarding thing that I've done is when I taught nursing school, I love giving back, love encouraging, you know, love uh, sharing something with someone to uplift them, encouraging them, hey, you can keep going, don't give up. 
if I did it. You know, I was 17 when I had my oldest daughter who was Kalisha now. The eyes were against me. I remember certain people in Raven would say, oh, you're never mounting anything. Oh, you have a child, you're not going to school. Well, I use that as fuel to prove them wrong. I'm an Aries. One thing you do not do is tell an Aries they cannot do something because they will make sure they prove you wrong. So just having all the odds stacked against me, you know, at a very young age and being able to defy everything. So that's where my passion comes from. I love it. Yeah. Reminds us of our, one of our favorite movies, uh, The Soul, right? The spark versus the purpose. Uh, her getting an education in, in nursing, uh, maybe thinking that was her purpose, but it actually being her spark leading her towards, yes. towards this. Uh, <clears throat> ignite her wellness. Uh, First of all, I like the I like the first part. It's, it's catchy. Ignite her. We know what it what it means. We always like to tell about what stuff means. Everybody knows to ignite something is to light it on catch fire, on spark fire. it, catch it yes. on fire. Our yes. our uh ours is called lit, right? Illuminated in thought. Still yes. still has to do with light, right? So we lighting the way for for other people. Uh, uh, wellness. <clears throat> so it's a it's a become a cliche word now right everybody likes to say it i put yes. it in every tag on every episode uh and everybody uh likes to talk about those same facets you talked about physical spiritual mental financial everybody likes to say it i don't know if everybody really knows what wellness is uh because it's, it's actually an act it, it takes action to actually do wellness so it's the act of practicing uh healthy habits on a daily basis <laughs> and that, that has to do with physical mental financial uh spiritual as she just said but you have to practice it on a daily basis i think we Absolutely. get away from that we like to uh we like to catch on the words and everybody's saying it so let me say it and <laughs> let me do this but <clears throat> one thing we don't like to do a lot is is the work behind it and we come from a place where hard work is I mean, we see it from jump, right? Uh, our parents work hard. Yeah. Our, our grandparents worked hard. Like everybody's in that community is working, working, working. But then when it comes to self, a lot of times we don't like to do their work. Uh, it's kind of crazy because we're all individuals, but you, you're taught to get away from being selfish. And then as you grow, uh, you figure out that kind of need to be selfish first. Exactly. So you can be anything for everybody else, right? So uh, uh, I always say I'm doing something for my kids. We, we like to all say that I'm doing this for my kids, doing this for my kids. Well, if you're doing stuff for your kids, but they see you not doing for self, then they'll just think they're supposed to do something for everybody else too, right? <laughs> it's it's self-sabotage. So uh, Egg and I always talk to people about writing stuff down. We talk to people about affirmations. We talk to people about taking care of self, me versus me. Uh, so that's what that's what wellness is. Uh, I don't want people to get away from that action part. Uh, Got to actually practice it. Got to do it. Yeah. Day for day. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be uh, tongue and cheek. Can't just be talking about it. Got to actually walk it. Uh, and uh, ignite her. Ignite her wellness. And then you say you got to ignite him coming and ignite them. Right? Yes. And she spoke about it being a family thing. We started off talking about this before she ever said it, talking about us being family, us having where we're from, Raven, Louisiana. I think the population is down to like 2,500 now. It's probably more yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I just 
2019 wow. census. It's like 2,500 people. Uh, it's probably more like 5,000 when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. But that whole town, that whole community is family, right? Uh, yeah. Not everybody had the perfect family construct, but for the most part, you knew what it was. We, we were raised, uh, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Yeah. To everybody, okay. If it was your, if it was your mother <laughs> or not, if it was your grandmother or not, uh, Eric and I like to talk about uh, those elder strong women a lot. Back <laughs> in the day, my godmother, Miss Pella, uh, yeah. Miss Miss Marge Roberts, ain't Olamay, Miss Martha, his mom ain't Willie. Like, I don't care who you were, when you walked <laughs> in the room, you respect them, or <laughs> or they'll set you straight right then and there. A lot of that's changed. So I'm happy that you're on the path that you're on now because that's the only way things are gonna get on track. I don't wanna say back to how they used to be, but better than they used to be before uh, because their family structure has been, it's been scattered all over the place now with music, media, uh, us being tricked off the streets, the men, the male being tricked off of the streets, tricked out of the home, uh, that family construct that we're talking about we all come from it. It's probably what led us to trying to do what we are trying to do now because of that face we had at home to see it, right? Mm-hmm. And when you don't see it, when it's missing, when one's missing, mom or daddy, one's missing, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to, yeah. to, to do it because you, you can't show it. You just got to kind of tell them about it. And it's hard for one to play too. Sometimes you have to, but it's always better when you got that construct to preach what we're preaching now about wellness, about taking care of self, about uh, finding out your role in life and all that good stuff. So anyway, I'm gonna shut up and let you tell us more about it. <laughs> no, you're doing good. You, you, you said a lot. Edgar, did you have something to say? Were you no, uh-uh, cause I'm just shutting up. I'm, I'm about to say, Edgar. according to be quiet, don't say yeah. that. If you, <laughs> if you I, notice, he'll, I'm, he'll mute. I tell you, I'm, I'm, I muted him. I was about to raise my hand in this meeting. <laughs> like, hey, man, be quiet. Tasha here. Uh, uh. No, he said a lot. Like, he said so much. When you talk about wellness, you know, wellness, a state of well-being, a balance. You know, a lot of times when people hear wellness, they automatically think about health. Yes, health is good. But it's so many other things, those five areas. And of course, there's other areas, but I just believe that's the core. And uh, as Courtney mentioned about daily practice, I like to, one of the things I do in coaching, just anytime I have the, you know, the opportunity to share with others, I always talk about discipline. You know that, I think it's a curse word because it's hard for us to be disciplined. But when you look at discipline, you connect to why am I why am I doing what I'm doing? Consistency is what I believe years discipline. When you can connect it to the what do you want? For I'll use example, you know, it's the beginning of the year, weight loss. Everybody want to lose weight. Everybody want to get in shape and all of this good thing. Well, why do you want to get in shape? Three questions I always ask, and these are questions for anybody. I believe you know will help with your discipline is one knowing what you want. So what do you want? Whether it be in health, whether it be in, you know, a physical well, physical wellness, mental wellness, spiritual wellness, emotional wellness, or a financial wellness, what do you want? And once you identify what you want, then you have to know why. So many people I've talked to and I ask them that question, they really don't know what they want. So when you look at discipline, 
It's hard to be disciplined when you don't know what you want. It's hard to you know, exemplify wellness. It's hard to do affirmations daily. It's hard to do all of these things when you absolutely don't have a clue what you want. So let's identify what do you want first. Then after that, why do you want it? A lot of times what I hear a lot is I want to be happy. What does it mean? What does it mean? It's going to be hard for you to practice, you know, uh, developing habits of being happy if you don't know what makes you happy. So what does that mean? So I asked, well, what makes you happy? What is, for instance, doing my soul's work, talking, you know, speak, chatting with you all on this podcast, talking about health and wellness and just wellness in general, that makes me happy. So if I want to be happy, that means I need to do more of this. It's going to constantly, I'm going to constantly be happy. And then this, I'm disciplined, I'm, you know, preparing. I was prepared before I showed up and, you know, it becomes a habit. We talk about that affirmation. Here's one affirmation I absolutely love to say, and that is my dreams and goals will come to pass. How I get there is not my business, but God's business. So affirmations daily and not only your affirmations, but then, you know, you, I believe you should have it everywhere. If I could turn the camera around, you'll see sticking notes all over because I'm constantly being reminded. I believe that is wellness, as Courtney said, action, a state of well-being. You can't just set it and forget it. You can't just, you know, do a bicep curl today and expect to have these muscles as I'm looking at Edgar, you know, these muscles. He didn't get that overnight. That's something he had to work at. It doesn't come overnight. So when we talk about wellness, man, it's so deep. It goes deeper than just, you know, surface. And then we get back to the three questions I always ask. So we talked about what do you want? Why do you want it? And then the last question is what's stopping you? When we get past the blame game, because we'll say, oh, Courtney mentioned, you know, all of us didn't have the opportunity to grow up in a two-parent home. Some of us grew up in a single-parent home. You know, we've seen different things. Regardless, we'll say, oh, my mama did this, or my dad did this, or I didn't have this. All of this blame game. And then when you be honest, it comes back to you, me. I'm stopping me. So all of that to say, when we talk about discipline, discipline yields desire when it becomes a desire to do what you have to do it's no long it's not hard so discipline discipline yourself long enough to produce a desire commitment what what is that commitment you can't commit to being happy you commit to doing the things that makes you happy that's what you commit to and then you recommit daily so wellness as a whole man I just believe in balance. You know, when we think about, I talk about emotional wellness. That's a big one. We can be physically well, but we know there's a lot of people who are emotionally jacked up. They mentally jacked up. They emotionally jacked up. And it doesn't, everything is connected. So we can't have partial wellness. We have to have whole wellness, total wellness. The things that we think shows up in how we act, it shows up in the way that we talk, it shows up in everything, even down to our spending habit. Our thoughts produces our spending habit. So all of this has to be in balance. When I know, for example, for me, I went through a period of time when I developed this thing called emotional eating. I had no clue what that was until 
I could not go to the gym because I love going to the gym because it helps me mentally. It helps me emotionally and spiritually. It's something about just, you know, putting it into my workout, everything that I'm dealing with, it just really, um, it helped manage just my emotions. So anyway, couldn't do that at this time. Started eating something about chips and dips. Ooh, they got me through. It got to the point when I was working in the office, everybody knew I had dip in my cupboard hole and I had some chips. So at, nobody, no, at any given time, anyone can come to me and say, hey, Tarsh, can I have some dip? Yep, what, what you like? <laughs> so I said that to say, this, I developed this habit of emotional eating and to cope, to cope with what I was going through because, you know, chips and dip was not going to fuss at me. But in doing that, now started the healing journey that what I was going through I'm healed in that area I'm dealing with the aftermath of the chips and dip so I'm having to now you know really focus on my physical wellness but mentally I'm on point spiritually I'm on point I'm getting there financially but it's the physical but because yes I'm on point spiritually I'm on point uh, mentally because I'm doing things daily to make sure that muscle is good but physically, I'm not. So because I'm out of balance, like bringing everything back into balance, and I'm really, really, you know, wellness, just a state of well-being over a longer period of time. We cannot carry out our mission that we were put on earth to do if we're not well in all areas. With everything that's going on in the pandemic, and I know you asked me one question, I'm kind of going on and on, but when we think about the pandemic, Mental wellness is key. What I do by trade, I work for a insurance company, managed health, health plan. We do behavior health members as well as medical members. We have seen a significant increase in the number of admission on our behavior health side. Why? Because people is having a hard time dealing with the pandemic and this whole uncertainty, the job losses, the cutback, the Food, you know, uh, when you go in the stores, there's no food, the increasing in the inflation of it, it just so much. So really doing things daily to make sure our mental wellness is intact is key, whether it be meditation, deep breathing, seeing your affirmations, you know, reading your Bible scripture, whatever it needs, going for a run, doing a walk, whatever it takes, we have to do it. Because if not, we're just one step away, you know, we're just one step away. We don't know what, what's our breaking point. So doing those things daily help keep us in check, help keep us in balance. Yeah. Mr. John? Girl said a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. I mean, for the, the people that's listening to this right now, y'all can't see what I, what me and Courtney can see, cause I can definitely see Tasha on how you glowing when you are talking about this. Cause your light is shining, you know? And I really mean that like when you are talking about this and you could tell you ain't talking about this based off something that you saw on Pinterest. You talking about this based off something you lived through and that you've yes. experienced. What got you and maybe I asked you this question earlier and forgive me if I did, but like, what got you so passionate and what was it that, that you went through that got you to this point? Cause, cause the way you talking, like 
you had to go through some 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 peaks and some valleys. Yes. You know, something, you know, kind of came and nubs you a little bit and hit you a little bit and shook you up a little bit for you to get your mindset to this. And I think a lot of times, you know, when we speak, you know, in this day and age, when people speak, they talk about everything that's, that they're doing now, how everything is working out. And, you know, I've arrived here, but they've never, they never really talk about what they had to go through. And sometimes because when we don't share our story, it could be very intimidating to other people because the fact of the matter is we all battled and went through something. Yeah. Um, and I think it's powering when people can share their stories and like, you know, you know, I, I, I battled through this and I went through this and obviously you gotta, you know, you have to deliver it on how you want to deliver it, but what pushed you to this point to get you to this place to be focused on wellness? Because in order to get to a place on focusing on wellness, there had to be yeah. some suffering. Absolutely. Now, as you was talking, I'm like, where do I start? <laughs> I'll go back to, you know, just 17, 17, having a daughter. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my parents, my parents helped me a lot. But one thing I commend my parents for instilling, well, they really told me, I was going to say instilling, but it was more of a mandate. It was, you're going to school. I remember when I graduated, I wanted to go, I always wanted to go to Florida a and I loved that school. It was something about that band. Just love Florida A&M. So getting pregnant, you know, I'm senior in high school and my parents telling me, you're, you are going to school, but you're going to, what is it? It's NLU, but it was ULM at the time. No, it was NLU at the time, mm -hmm. now it's ULM. <clears throat> and you would stay on campus. Friday, whatever time your last class, they gave me 45 minutes, my mom, 45 minutes to an hour to get home because I had responsibility. Well, I didn't understand it at the time. And that helped, I really believe that prevented me from being in the clubs, you know, wilding out and doing all these things that sometimes, you know, we do in college and things like that. So it, it caused me to be focused because one, I have a daughter who depended on me. And, you know, even in school, it was rough because I went to school full time. Most of the time I worked two jobs. I remember working at Pilot at night and I worked at Payless, Payless um, two store in the mall. I would work there part time and then go to Pilot at night, 11 to 7, 12 to 8, then you know, pick up Kalisha from my parents and drive back, drop, drop off at daycare. So there was always things that was going on, but my focus was, okay, I have to provide. And the wellness piece came from, and I'm gonna speak a little bit what you talked about, Courtney, how when we talk about, you know, we're doing this for our kids and we was taught that to think about ourselves selfish. And it's really not, I think self-care is important. We have to be well in order to take care of everybody else who depend on us. If we are not well, we cannot take care of anybody else. So having said that, wellness became a big piece to me, you know, going through different things mentally, emotionally. So to prevent me from going off, because I had a temper and I realized, okay, when I work out, if I'm upset with somebody, I put it in my workout, um, eating certain foods. I had to eat foods that would fuel me. Um, you know, the protein shakes, I love protein shakes, but it was not because of the health that was associated, you know, the goodness of the protein shake, it was because I was always on the go. So I had to get things in me quickly. 
And as a result of doing that day in and day out, you know, it yielded results. From there, moving on from my daughter, going to school, you know, being in school. And I started off at ULM, then I switched over to the nursing program, met with the dean of nursing to sit there. And this white woman tell me that I would never make it in her nursing program. You know, it was just always somebody telling me that I couldn't do it because I had a child at the age of 17. It's like this one mistake, and I don't look at it as a mistake, but so let me say it like this. The one choice I made, now it's following me. There's a negative connotation to that. Like, oh, well, you're gonna be on welfare and you're not gonna mount. You're gonna have a child. You're gonna have all these daddies. You know, people telling you that. And so that piece, pushing through that, that's where the mental wellness came into be. I'm like, okay, I have to shut out what these people are telling me. Why? Because that's your story. That has nothing to do with me. Yes. Is it hard? Absolutely. When I was in nursing school, I still had, you know, my daughter, I still had to work when my friends would go off for spring break and do all of this stuff. I couldn't go. I had responsibility. Moving forward from nursing school, graduated from nursing school. I didn't pass my um, test the first time around, dealing with that the second time around. I remember one time um, I didn't want to commit suicide, but indirectly I did. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. Because the second time around, I did not pass my nursing test because <clears throat> there were some things that was going on, you know, between my Kalisha's father and me and all of this stuff. And I did not change the date. So although I wasn't prepared mentally, I still took the nursing, you know, the, the set for the exam. And I didn't, I felt bad because I knew I wasn't prepared. My mind wasn't there, but I still took it, just didn't know what I didn't know. So after that, that second time around, and now the hospital I was working at, first time I was working as a new grad, so I was working as an RE. You don't pass the first time, you start working as a nurse tech. The second time I didn't pass, I'm working as a CNA. Nothing wrong with CNA, but what am I saying? I went from working as an RN, charging, to now these same peers, these same people that I have to go to work, knowing I didn't pass, they're automatically thinking, oh, she's not smart enough. Oh, I told you you wasn't cut out to be a nurse. All of this negative chatter now working as a nurse tech so these people who i once they're still my colleagues but you know we was colleagues at the same level man they are telling me what to do humility the second time i didn't pass now i'm working as a cna a certified nursing assistant like i say love cna but for my sort to go from rn to a cna all because i did not pass a test it's like, okay, now I'm doing all of the stuff nobody else wants to do. Yet, I'm still doing the things of a nerd. So now I have to deal with the humility. Humility sometimes can be hard when we have ourselves elevated. So that in itself, the mental, that's where the mental wellness, the emotional piece, um, you know, I was I used to always talk about how I feel. I didn't feel like doing something. If I didn't feel, I made decisions out of emotion, which was a temporarily, hence having a child. That was an emotional decision. I was emotional, emotion, you know, there was some emotions going on there. So produced, made a decision, resulted in the child. 
but really learning to manage my emotions. Moving on from that story, passed my test, you know, did nursing. Um, then I went back for my master's. Well, I never asked to be a leader. I never set out to, in any job I've had, to advance in rank. I never set out to do that. But for some reason, no matter what job I had, within six months to a year of being on that job, people recognize me. I work, you know, I care about my patients. I do what I have to do. Great work ethic. And as a result of that, you know, I was nominated nurse of the year, nurse of the quarter, uh, elevated to charge nurse, elevated to promoted, I should say, promoted to charge nurse, promoted to nurse manager, all of these things. So as a result of me, like, okay, I'm just doing my job. Now my peers feeling some type of way. Now, again, I'm going back to the emotional, uh, the emotional and the mental piece. I'm dealing with that. That's when I developed the love again for working out, walking, working out because of all of this stuff, it's just me, you know, it's me. Then I get married, whole nother set of things going on. So it just always have been adversity. So getting past that adversity. And then when I see other women and men or, you know, feeling like they can't do it because they didn't have this. And I'm like, man, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Utilize the resources that you have. I believe in any situation, there's a light side and the darkness, but you have to decide which side you want to look at. The good thing about now, I'm not promoting teenage pregnancy, but hey, it happens. So let's just be real. I would tell anybody I met who had a child, okay, guess what? You have a child, now see the light in having a child. Now when you go to school, you look at it as an independent student. So Pell Grants, there's all kinds of things, um, you know, the, the assistance. You can get assistance, child care, utilize that. Because all of these programs are geared to people who need the assistance. Stop being so high-minded and you know this ego and that no utilize the the resources that are in place to help you advance so i started using that as a stepping stone even with nursing the people i would take care of I've met so many different people when people you know as i continue to elevate well it wasn't me as god continued to elevate me i never looked down on anybody the cnas i love them the janitor i treated everybody the same so that when I would see other, you know, nurses, uh, precepted other nursing students, when they would feel down, it's always, I'm always the one that's esteeming someone else, pushing someone else, seeing the greatness in someone else, and would always, I wish you could see in you what I see, helping other people see what they don't see in themselves, because I know there were certain people in my life that pushed me when I did want to be pushed, that, you know, um, I connected with, I'm just thinking like, wow, there's so many people that because of them, it made me want to be a better person. Even in, you know, getting married, then going through a divorce, still in the, been going through a divorce, divorce for two years now. That's crazy. I ain't really, I'm going to be really, real authentic because I believe in being authentic. It's going to help free someone else. I was divorced. October, yeah, I think it was October, 2020. My soon-to-be ex filed an appeal. He won the appeal. 
So I went from being divorced the fourth quarter of 2020 to being remarried the first quarter of 2021 <laughs> to going through a mediation, being divorced again. And it's like, my goodness, you don't want me, so let me go. We have children together, we co-parent well, and I'm not glorifying divorces, but what am I saying? There has always been something that if I did not take care of my mental wellness, if I didn't take care of my emotional wellness, spiritual wellness, the physical wellness, that I would be an emotional wreck. I probably would be in a psych ward by now. Just the different things, you know, with the children and having, uh, managing, just all kind of things. Like it's so much. So to answer your question, Edgar, that's why I'm so passionate about. That's what the wellness piece, and I see other people, and I just want them to know, not not necessarily if I can do it, but you can do it because I truly believe things that come up on us, you know, we can we can handle it. Because if you couldn't if you couldn't come through it, it would not come to you. But you need to have the tools and the resources and be connected with people who see the good in you and not connected with people who want to just keep you in that low vibration. We talk about frequency, you know, that high frequency vibrating at a higher level versus these people that, you know, can run in our circle and they always telling you, well, I would do this, or I should do this, or if I was you, and it's always that doom and gloom, misery loves company. As long as you're down, they're your best friends. But the minute you try to elevate, the minute you evolve, the minute you start doing personal development, you want to grow, they don't have nothing to say. It's like they want to just crabs in the, you know, crabs in the bucket. They want you to always be at this low point. That's what I do. When we talk about the Ignite, I'm gonna go back to Ignite. I love the Ignite, her peace because Ignite, catch on fire. Anybody who's within my circumference or hear my voice, you can't help but be ignited. Why? Because it's already on the inside of you. I love the fact that I can pull from any story. When I talk to you know, the um, young ladies who I coach and who I mentor or who come to me for assistance, there's usually something that I can pull from, from my story, my experience to share with them, even though it may be look different, but there's something that I learned in my experience. See, I had to learn that everything I went through was not about me. Ignite her, not about me. Lick ho, not about Courtney, not about Edgar. It's bigger than that. So once we remove this self out the way, and understand it's something bigger. The things I was listening to a couple of you guys um, episodes before when Edgar talked about how pushing himself, you know, betting, and, betting on himself, connecting to that why, you know, my God brother Quentin being that force, that push to help him go through tough times with Courtney. You talked about, you know, things growing that you saw in the home growing up and how that instilled in you using those situations as the light. So when I look at, you know, I call it the darkness, the darkness of my life, light and darkness cannot share the same space. And all of it comes back to wellness because to be mentally well in all of the other areas, 
like there are things like you mentioned, we have to do daily. And that's why I'm so passionate about it because I want to equip people with the tools and the resources because it's one thing to know it. It's one thing to say, oh, health and wellness, that's catchy. And it's okay. When you're listening to this podcast, you're amped up, you're excited, you're you know uh, motivated. But what are you going to do in those dark times? You don't have Courtney around. You don't have Edgar around. You cannot go to the cell phone and go on Spotify and all these other platforms that they're streaming on because your cell phone is dead. Matter of fact, your cell phone is off. There's nobody around. You don't have Tarsha around with her big mouth. You don't have any of this, but you have to be able to draw for something. You have to have the tools and the resources in your bag to get you through those times because we're all going to have situations we're all going to have things experiences so for me i really use my experiences as a way to shed light on things that i've been through the lessons that i've learned to share with other people and for me to have this much energy knowing matter of fact i go to court on friday right before this my lawyer called me it's like having to relive what i've made peace with it's like what but hey there's light in that one thing you know my ex-husband and i we co-parent well we understand that our children need their dad and their mom so being able to deal with that manage my emotions <laughs> not leave from emotional play not go strangle the man <laughs> No, I wouldn't do that. But that to answer your question, that's it. So those just, you know, just a few experiences in my life. Um, never been homeless, but I will say I graduated from nursing school, moved to Houston, didn't know where I was gonna live. Very courageous. I just packed up myself and Kalisha, whatever we're feeling. I think I was had an offer at the time, but I'm a Delta, had Delta tags on my car. Ran into one of the bros. We got to talking. He pledged, you know, he crossed the ground. I crossed the ground. He opened up his home. Total stranger. So just all kind of things did turn out. Think about it like, oh, that could have been a mass murder. I just, I just looked at Delta Omega. Hey, <laughs> we have a sisterhood, brotherhood. But that's what, that's why I'm so passionate because I know, you know, a lot of the things that I've come through and the lessons that I've learned to share with other people and to let other people know you're not alone. Sometimes when we go through things, we feel like we're the only one going through that. No, somebody else is going through that. But we just have to be authentic and share, you know, be transparent. That's it, be transparent and honest and not act like we've been here all our life. No, the mountaintops, the valleys, mountaintops, you know, flowers still, I think flowers still grow in the valley. A lot of times when we're in the valley, we're in the pit of our purpose. God is trying, when we're disobedient, a lot of times we have to go through the valley because when we're in the valley, we appreciate the high. And it's so much. So anyway, I'll let you speak because <laughs> I'll go on. <laughs> no, this is this, uh, your show today. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I uh, uh, said mouth, 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 yeah, mouth, full, full, full. <laughs> Yeah, Lee, ready, <laughs> ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, hey, Tasha. Yeah. Wow, 
Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Cool. You got it, man. But yeah, yeah, man. I uh, I already knew her. That's so much I can talk 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 about right now. Yeah, <laughs> I already Let's know. <laughs> but I knew I knew the answer to to your question, Elga, before she answered it. I didn't know all the details, but then she finally said the word that I was sitting there jumping for, and she said adversity. <laughs> yeah. So, like with all us, right? Adversity led her to what she's doing. Uh, I like to talk about adversity as being an old dinner guest. Uh, you know, back in the gap, somebody coming to your house for dinner, they got to bring something. They'll bring a cake, some wine, some kind mm -hmm. of house gift, right, to give to the host. <clears throat> and you didn't always enjoy whoever their company was. Maybe they had a bad kid or two. Maybe the husband got a little too drunk and he got obnoxious. Maybe the wife was snobby. <laughs> but when they left, you still had that gift they brought you, right? We can enjoy this cake, we can enjoy this wine, because they left us with something. We didn't enjoy them being here too much, but they left us with something, they had something for us. Every time you spoke about an adverse condition or adverse moment, it was growth right on the other side. Because that's what it's there for. So to, to fast forward to now, what you're going through right now, the reason I see that pretty smile on the screen is because you gotta know that if you're in the face of adversity, guess what's there on the other side? They, they can't exist without each other. It's some growth exactly. right here. So, so that means you're gonna come out on the other side of better than you were before. And you just know that from experience, right? Uh, you mentioned emotion. I think that's one of the, that's one of the, and it is the key thing that we have to learn how to, how to uh, manage. And it comes from a lot of different things, experiences, trauma, uh, we, we lash out at certain things because we figured out that being emotional like they worked with somebody. Somebody was bothering me and I lashed out one day and they left me alone. Elga built the whole career off that, right? Elga messed around and figured out that their left hand worked. And boy, <laughs> there's a lot of people had to deal with all the cracking on Elga big glasses and stuff. Stop. Uh, but it's, it's so much. You mentioned emotional eating. You got emotional spending. Drinking, drugging, sex, yeah. fighting, whatever, whatever you want to tie to it. We'll, if we let our emotions spill over, I like to, a previous episode, I liken it to if this was a Coke right now and I shook this Coke up and I just open it, well, it's going to be all over the place. It's going to explode. It's going to spew everywhere. Yeah. If I wait, let the emotions get settled that's on the inside before I act, right? <laughs> then yeah. I can just open it up and drink from it. But if I, if I'm acting on emotion, I'm going to be all over the place. And like I said, that's, that's one thing you, you did was you identified it. It's my emotional, my emotional eating habit, right? Some of us don't call it what it is. We like to only think of uh, people who are addicted to drugs and stuff as addicts. You become an addict. Once you, call, once you say it to yourself, right, it kind of helps spark or ignite light, <laughs> that, that change yeah. that you need because you... <laughs> You hear yourself say it, right? It's like, man, I'm, I'm addicted to eating. I'm, a, I'm addicted to sex, right? Because cause, uh, coming up as a big dude, I shared this story before, right? I had, I had Tim. I always wanted to be a big dude, right? But people would crack on you, crack you. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, if I can get all the girls, as many girls as I can get, right? As a big dude, I'm doing something. And then you're going you, you gonna to have to respect me because I can do that. And it led to me being a womanizer of sorts. It was addicted to it, but you got to see it, right? You got to know that's what it's from. 
It's always from a traumatic experience. So managing your emotions is what's gonna help you out in the long run because as you elevate, right? <laughs> every time you elevate, you got more to lose. You got Absolutely. more to lose. You got a, a longer fall back down to the bottom. And if you allow emotion, or that you that used to exist, that you that got you past your traumatic experiences. Eric and I like to talk about that guy too. That person, I won't say that guy, that woman, whoever you had to be to survive <laughs> whatever your traumatic experiences were, you carry her, him along with you. Sooner or later, you gotta kind of kill him off. He's gotta, he's gotta be subdued, because if not, you get on that top level and they'll show up, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's not that's always dark. that's not always a good thing. And when you're trying to get rid of them, they saying, "Man, how dare you? I carried you all the way here. Like I'm the one who got remember remember that lady told you you weren't gonna do nothing, you weren't gonna be nothing. I'm the one that showed up and got you here, right? But you're too emotional, man. I got it. You can't <laughs> you can't come out right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You gotta manage it. You said the word manage. You have to manage that first, and then everything else, like you said has to be managed as well. Right now, I'm working on my physical side. Everything else, if I had to grade it, I'd give it eights and tens. Physical, probably a four. I work out a lot, but then it's eating habits that I got to get rid of. But again, just like we talked about wellness, it's habits. Only way you want to get well is to be unwell first, right? <laughs> the peaks and valleys. Only way you can get stuff in order if it's out of order can't solve a problem if it ain't a problem first, right? So you gotta, that's what's gonna lead you to want to get together. Mm -hmm. All we're trying to do is show you uh, a name like Edgar Jones and Raven. Uh, Miss Tasha Calhoun, she, she, she's got her own consulting company, Courtney Anderson, we got Lit Code, we doing all these different things. If we come to you telling you, we ain't got it all together, but this how we getting it together. This how we got it together enough to this point. Right. <laughs> Just what she said, our whole purpose was letting people know that you're not alone. You ain't crazy. You're not, <laughs> it ain't nothing wrong with you. Right. You just human, right? You just, you just yeah. going through, you might be a human doer at the time, not a human being, but you, you going through what humans do. We, we, yeah. we get ourselves in pickles and then we get mad cause we got ourselves in it and we blame everybody else. And one day you wake up and realize I put myself here. Now, what do I do? When you start being, you start being well, you start practicing the stuff that you got to do to get well. You start looking at that glass half full. You said darkness and light. I call it glass half full. Yeah, I had I had a daughter at a young age, but I can get these peregrines and stuff. My yeah. truck, <clears throat> my truck broke down uh, last year in the winter. It didn't break down. I had a, a UV joint or something break, right? Uh, so I had to spend like, well, this past December, I had to spend like $3,500 that I wasn't planning on spending at the time. And the, and the guy in the uh, in the shop, he actually apologized when I came in because I had to bring it back. I took it once, mm -hmm. had to bring it back for some more stuff. And he's like, Mr. Anderson, I sure hate to take more money from you during this time of year. And I said, hey, man, uh, I passed the guy on the way up here that was, that was walking, right? I rolled exactly. up here. My wife brought me up here in our other vehicle could have came here in my stepdaughter's vehicle, right? I'm just looking at the fact I got a truck to be worked on, right? And then I had the means to be able to pay for it, to get it back, glass half full. If I would have looked at it like, man, it's $3,500, right? Somebody ain't got 
I, I'm always <laughs> aware that I was trying to look at that glass half full, and that helps me personally manage what I need to manage. Now, everybody's going to look different. Everybody's story is going to be different. My story is different from Elga's. Elga's different from Tasha. Tasha rolled you through what all she went through, but it all boils back down to that word, adversity. It looks a little different. As soon as you learn how to not be scared of right? In, in the book I'm writing, I talk about if you're going to build a house of success, you better have a room for adversity on it. A whole wing need to be dedicated to it. You need to have a statue in the foyer with adversity standing there. Right? Because <laughs> that's who built it. Right? And as soon as you become comfortable with them and you're invited in, guess what? You're not emotional when it show up. That's one of the problems. We get emotional when it show up because we don't want it though. No, I want it. You need them there. That's the only way. We we all strive to do something else because we're trying to get away from something. That adverse, we're trying to, we're trying to get away from it. So last episode, I asked, why would we quit halfway in the middle? Uh, some more adversity hitting, I quit. You got to ask yourself, well, is, it, is it worse than what I was running from in the beginning? Is it worse than the poverty I came from in the beginning? That abusive home, relationship, whatever it is you was running from. That pushed you to go do what you had to do, right? Exactly. That's that's the fuel, right? Because because to ignite something, you need a fuel source, right? Exactly. You gotta have it. <laughs> to, to light something, you need a little power, a little spark, right? Yeah. Uh, you can't do it without it. So that's what it is, part of the process. Uh, and I'm proud of you for for <laughs> getting through your adversity, smiling through it now. This I'm oh, reading. Yeah. I'm reading the book. I got. I'm gonna shut up, Elga, but. I bought Elgin myself a book that one of my friends referred us to. It's called Way of the Superior Man. And uh, one of the things he, he talks about early on is we have to get past our ego of thinking that something's going to be complete or, or a different way, right? Because it's going to always be work. So when we talk about wellness, we're talking about practicing and doing that action every day. We saying every day just to get you started. It's really minute by minute. Right. Somebody yeah. cut you off in traffic. Uh, the devil and God show up at the same time. Stand <laughs> on your shoulder. Right. Ram them. Run them off the road. I want to fight. Or, hey, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have a wreck, man. Let's just go on to the house. Right. You got to yeah. practice it every day. I, you ain't going to feel like going to work every day. You ain't going to feel like jumping on Zooms all the time. You ain't going to want to. You're not going to want to get up out your bed. I don't want to do nothing today. Right. You're going to have to fight that. You're going to have to practice this stuff every day. The gym, right? She spoke on Elga's muscles earlier. Elga just told us a couple episodes ago. He had to fight himself for her entire workout because he, he wanted to quit, wanted to mm -hmm. give up. Then you got all this other stuff, ego, right? Look at Elga. First thing, <laughs> first thing other Elga said was, man, look at you. We did seven years in the league. I look good today. What, what we working out for? We can miss today. <laughs> we can stop. <laughs> Mess around looking at account. Hey man, you, all this shit. you said you want to be financially well. Well, you yeah. hit you hit goal number one two years ago. You working on goal three. You could go splurge a little bit. Mm -mm. Stay on track, right? Yeah. You gotta practice it daily. It's gonna come up. Uh adversity gonna show up, right? As soon as you get one thing whooped, the other thing gonna show up. When fighting a man with no arms, prepare to get kicked. You tie the arms down, legs come. You tie them down there, they're going to bite you, right? <laughs> Something's going to happen. Uh, and that's why we practice, 
right? And it's, and it's one more important thing. It's great to practice it when it ain't nothing wrong. We grew up in the church that I always said, praise God in spite of us. Praise him when you're down, praise him when you're up. <clears throat> you need to practice it all, at all times. Don't get relaxed. Don't get complacent. Don't get lulled to sleep. Rope a dope. Don't let life rope yeah. a dope you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, man, I got this book. I don't need to practice no affirmations. <laughs> I don't need to do this and do that. It'll come see you. <laughs> it will come see you. So it's Absolutely. best to, to practice this even more when it's when it's nothing. When you think you got it down pat, practice a little more. Uh, managing, manage your emotions, manage your money, your your, your spirituality, all this stuff that she talked about, man. And just know, the main thing is know when adversity shows up, it's bringing something with it. So before Absolutely. you just kick it out, get what it get what it brought for you and grow That's, from it. I agree. I agree. I like that you talked about adversity. And one thing I will add to that is this, like you said, just welcome it. You know, you can't, it, it, it goes hand in hand. You know, the more you elevate, the more you evolve, the more adversity comes. And I want to share this with you guys and I'm going to read it so I make sure I don't mess it up. Um, a previous coach of mine I was coaching with, she shared this with me in the beginning. And this has, I hold to this. And as adversity comes up, one or two things needs to happen. I'm going to read it as she told it to me. When we begin to dream big dreams to set intentions and goals for ourselves, when we begin to strive for prosperity and abundance, I mean, prosperity, abundance, health, wealth, and success, everything that's not in alignment with that rises up to be what? It's diversity. It either needs to be healed or transformed. We must heal so that we can soar. So when we're doing things, when we set things in motion, when we're aligning ourselves, anything that comes up, the adversity that comes up, that's not the time to tuck your tail and run. That's the time to go within and say, wait a minute. Why is this coming up? Is this an area I need to heal from? Or is this an area I need to change and continue to do it day in and day out? Because things are always, because we're evolving. You think about, you know, our um, beliefs and values and things that we have ingested. Like there's so much going on on the inside of us that just one night I, in my coaching practice that I have, I have a map that I use a formula. It's called the total wellness lifestyle formula. There's five areas and I take people back to the basic. It's like we try to convolute this thing and make it so profound and it's really simple. It's just going back to the basic, you know, understanding what you want. Why you want it? What's your affirmations? Repeating it, doing your deep breathing, working out, exercising, whatever that looks like for you and stop trying to do all these things that the world is trying to tell you to do and sell you all these gimmicks and these get rich quick schemes and this lose weight overnight. It ain't gonna work. What works for you? Making it a lifestyle, celebrating the small wins and knowing when things come up, is this something that I need to heal? When I started the healing journey with my ex-husband and I, we separated. That was a lot because you talk about going from two incomes to one. You talk about, I thought I was going to be married forever. You know, I didn't believe in divorces. When you get married, you just tough it out no matter what's going on. You get through it. So all of that stuff that was coming up, you know, the children and just so much. And I started thinking like, okay, started healing 
we can heal certain things, but we don't know we're totally healed until we're in this situation again. Started dating this amazing guy and there's certain things that came up and I was like, wait a minute, you sound like my ex. Did I want to react or respond? But I had to ask myself in that moment, am I responding to something in the past or is this something in the present? A lot of times diversity, you know, this trash talk, all these, this chatter in my mind come up because of past thing trauma. It is okay to deal with that stuff. Like we have to heal from that and healing is an ongoing journey. It's not something that we just heal from overnight. No, it's constantly, we're constantly having to heal. We're constantly having to evolve. I love the fact you said that you guys are reading. They're all looking around, just looking at all these different books. I have books everywhere. Books, 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 because I'm always reading. I'm always down, you know, um, adding to me. My value, I want to always give value. So I'm always putting things in my mind, you know, um, reprogramming. There was something that you talked about I want to talk about the subconscious mind when we talk about habits and stuff. It is the subconscious mind. That's where the subconscious mind, you know, manages our conscious mind. So it, it becomes easier the more you do, you know, make better choices, the more you say your affirmations, the more you deep breathe, the more you work out, the more you make better food choices, the more you read the word and believe the word and trust the word and trust God. The more you do all, the more you do your budget. I have a date with my finances every night and I like to spend. I have set up an account called Lady Account. One of my friends did this whole seminar thing for Valentine's Day called Lady. Lady stands for love and date yourself. Well, I took that concept of lady and turned into a bank account. So every time I get paid, I put a certain amount in that account. And I love to swipe my card without having to keep a checkbook ledger. I love it. But I know I can swipe, swipe, swipe until that account has been exhausted, but my bills are paid. Everything else that I have set in motion, that's taken care of. But I also can satisfy my love of swiping and spending to an extent now, but I'm not, you know, I don't have it. I haven't spent so much to where now I'm like, oh, my bills are not paid and all of this. And that. So anyway, I said that to say, we want to talk about the lady account, the love and date yourself. I may have a date with my finances every night. If I miss a date or two, then guess what? I'm not focused on that. So I would not sure where, because I like to know what's coming in and what's going out. And I love to do things that's fun. It has to be exciting. When me and my, you know, finances, I call it my date. Sometimes we loving on each other. Sometimes we can't stand each other. Sometimes we ain't talking to each other. But we still have to date. I do silly things like that to keep me focused. I have to know it because I believe where energy goes, energy flows. So whatever you focus on, that's what's going to grow. If you focus on negative things, you're going to get more of that. If you focus on positive things, that's what's going to grow. We talked about the emotion. There's a book called Emotional Intelligence. You know, that's a big thing now. It's simply me managing your emotion. I can't remember who wrote the book and I was looking around to see if I can spot it so I can grab it, but I'm looking too fast. But it's emotional intelligence. And all it is is the ability to perceive, use, understand, and manage and handle your emotions. When we learn to get a cap on our emotions, to really manage our emotion, oh, our world will change. It changes our life and all of the other decisions that come with it. You mentioned being cut off in traffic. 
Let's see, Edgar, you're in the Frisco area. So yeah, that's 75, right? 75 always has stop and go. But if you're driving in five o'clock traffic or eight o'clock, that uh, high traffic time, people are gonna cut you off. When I first moved here, oh, I had road rage, but now it's like, let me get, let the people get to where they're going. I'm at peace with it. So what am I saying? The more you practice doing good things, the more you um, change your sub, reprogram your subconscious mind, it becomes normal. I was thinking of a scripture and I can't remember how it's said, but it talks about what's in the heart. It's going to come out. So when we getting cut off in traffic, we say those cost words, that's what's in our heart. That's how we feel. <laughs> so how do we get that out of our heart? By doing certain, you know, doing things to reprogram our subconscious mind. One other thing I wanted to say to something you said, uh, oh, we talked about that old man. I read this quote and I love it. It is when we think about a seed, a seed we plant, a seed has to be destroyed in the process of becoming a plant. So whatever we desire, whatever we want, whatever we dream about, that person that we have to become, we talked about that. We have to kill away that old man, be willing to change, be willing to let that person go, that old identity go and transform into a new one. That's what I love, total transformation for the total woman. You are becoming. Edgar, when he was playing, you know, um, in the NFL, he had to become someone to produce the numbers that he produced, even to go, let's take it back before the NFL, even to be um, to go to the NFL for the scouts and correct me if I'm saying this wrong, even, you know, looking at him, he had to become someone. A lot of times we want things and being this old person, we wonder why we're not getting in. We mad at everybody else. Well, guess what? You haven't become that person. You need to become to achieve what it is that you need to achieve. And that means getting out of our way, getting out of our comfort zone. I literally now understand and live daily with the idea of being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Everything I do is uncomfortable. I'm like, I think I got it down pat. Here we go, another elevator guy like, no, I need you to do this. <laughs> Nerves and all, go with me. So get to a place of being uncomfortable. Comfortable with being uncomfortable. When we, we have to really push past the urge to be average because average people don't, reap supernatural abundance. Nothing wrong with being average if that's what you so choose to do. I choose not to be average. I choose for anybody in my circle who's connected to me not be average. Have you guys ever flown first class before? I know every probably have. Have you flown first class? Mm -hmm. I flew first class one time. I don't ever want to fly coach again, but sometimes that pocketbook tells me to get in coach. <laughs> but it coach is clouded. I mean, not clouded, but it's crowded. And it's such a different. And I was talking to, I think I was at a conference, I was talking to someone. I was talking to this guy. And he said, but you still arrived the same. True. We do arrive at the same time, same destination. But flying coach, you're right. Most of the time you're irritated because the person sitting beside you didn't talk too much or on the phone or whatever the case may be. You're crapped up. You're, you just, it's so much things that take place in coach is because it's crowded versus when you're in first class, you arrive, you relax, you're at peace, 
You've had time to collect your thoughts, your silence by whatever the destination. So it is a different, nothing wrong with being average, but I just believe anybody, one of my goals and prayer is anybody who's connected to me will be beyond, you know, gonna push past that, become the person they need to become to achieve the life that they desire. Like we're constantly striving. And as long as we're progressing, it's gonna be good. We'll go where we need to go. Jones, <laughs> you better get in now. Ain't got nothing else, man. This has been Going too much as been said. <laughs> you sure? Uh, nah, yeah, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm probably saying, I'm, okay, hey, man. Sir? Hey, check this out. The Bible says there's a time, the time for everything. Yes. And right now, my time is just to listen. You know what I'm saying? I know. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with listening right now. I actually am okay <laughs> with just sitting here listening and processing what's being said because you hit a lot of um, um, just key points and some things that's important for people to hear. Um, I guess I, I guess a question I, I have for you, I know we're getting close to kind of wrapping this up, but one, one, one problem in our world this day and age is that there's a, a, a overflow of information has a lot of information and, and sometimes what can happen to individuals, it, it happens to me sometimes is, you know, because I'm trying to do something, I'm trying to do everything all at once. And then I get irritated, I get bothered. And then I just be like, man, I'm just, forget it. I've done it before, like, I forget it. I ain't gonna be doing this because I've tried to do too many things. So obviously for the listeners that's listening, everybody's in different stages in their life. What what advice, Tasha, would you give to someone that's listening right now as far as all the five things that you've you you've mentioned? Was it five? It was a total of five, right? <laughs> what would you say right now would be the number one thing that that or I guess some the number one focus that someone <clears throat> should focus on right now? Now obviously. You may, we may have somebody be like, you know what? I want to focus on my finances first, right? I want to focus on emotional wellness. But what would you say the number one thing is? Because what I don't want to happen is, is for our listeners to try to do it all at once. Absolutely. Because yeah. some people do well with trying to do it all at once. I just seen some jokers that be like, they, <laughs> they be this, 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 and this, and they became masters at doing that. But what I don't want to have is someone trying to do it all at once because I know this process works. I know this process works and I know what you're saying works because I'll put a lot of it to work and I'm actually doing it now and me and Courtney doing it now and et cetera. But I don't want them to leave being irritated because they were like, you know, I tried doing this, I tried doing this and it didn't work. So what would you say that one thing should be that they should focus on? You know, that's a great question. And I'm so glad you asked me that. Thank you for asking me that because- no that is like, we can have sensory overload. You know, we can take in so much information with overload and actually a confused mind doesn't move forward. We become stuck because of all of the information and not knowing what should we focus on. And to answer your question, it really goes back to self, a self-assessment, being honest with yourself and saying, looking at, going back to those three questions, what do I want? Why do I want it? What's stopping me in those areas? Being honest, like, okay, what's most important? 
any and all of my coaching, consulting, anytime I'm working with someone, I always lead with win. So here's an acronym. You ask yourself, how do I win? Win stands for what's important now. So whatever area, here's my advice. Only you know what area you need to start in. I call it the starting point. Look at those five areas and decide what's most important to you. And start there because you can't start. If it's your mind, if it's you know, your mindset, start there. I think it, all of us should start in our mind because you know we have to change our mindset. However, you may not be ready to do the work that is going to require to reprogram your mind because that comes with letting go a lot of things that we were taught, letting go a lot of things that people told you who you were that didn't align with who you are. That goes, you know, goes with a lot of healing, maybe counseling. A lot of things go into your mindset. So sometimes we're not ready for that. But it may be easier for you to start with your physical working out, making better food choices. My goal is to get you just started. Pick one area and get started. And I guarantee when I started this journey, just most recently, May, because I'm working on my exit plan for my corporate job. So I started the exit plan in May of 2021. My first, my, what I focus on was finances. Why? Because I know I have to get to a level of financial wellness in order to exit this and do what I love doing, uh, enter into the entrepreneurial space full time. So that's where I start. Well, financially, that's, you know, I told you about my uh, daily date. That's on autopilot. Yes, I meet daily, but it's easy. Okay, I'll kind of put this around. Um, this is one of my budget books that I write in. So it's easy for me because I'm doing it. Then spiritual. I moved to spiritual because I'm like, okay, I want to know the word of God. I grew up. There's certain scripture I know. So I um, started doing 52 weeks with God through the church I'm a member of. That was my next thing. Then the next thing is physical. That's where I am now. It's like, okay, I got that. The emotional piece, I worked on that two or three years ago. So that was already in you know, in a place of wellness. Now it's just a now it's just a daily cultivating it, doing those things to keep me there. But now I'm at my spiritual, I mean at physical. Had I started with physical, I wasn't ready. So had I tried to start with the physical wellness aspect of things as in releasing this weight that I want to release. So I'm not bound by it as I move forward in the things because I believe you know you can only go as far as your way to take you, meaning your health would take you. So I know I need to release it because there are so many things that's on the horizon for me. And I don't want to be out of breath up there talking and going back and forth on the stand now in the mic. Oh, no. So what am I saying? That's where I am now. So pick one area. My advice is to pick one area. And it could be in the area that you absolutely know you can do because the goal is to win daily. And that's going to that's going to just um transform that's going to spill over that's the word that's not the word I'm looking for but I'll say that that's going to spill over to the other areas when you and also it's going to uh help you develop confidence that's the word it's going to increase your confidence 
So don't start in an area where it seems hard to your challenges. Start somewhere that's easy. Start, start there. So that's my advice. You know, start where you know that you can do it with a little help and then attack those other areas, but pick one thing at a time. I believe small wins add up to great victories, big victories, but you gotta start, gotta start. I think it was, um, Jim, what, no, Zig Ziglar said, yeah, it was Zig Ziglar said, you do not, you do not have to be great to, no, you don't have to be, let me think how he said that. I love that quote. You don't have to be great to start. You have to be, you have, yes, it, you don't have to be great to start. You have to start to be great. So you got to start, pick one area. And I believe in picking that area that's, you know, you can do it. That's, I would I hate to say the word easy because it's not easy, but that's easier for you and celebrate the small wins. And that's gonna lead up to the other areas. So I hope I answered the question. I'm speaking for everybody like I'm, I'm everybody dad or something, but of course it's gonna be a part two because uh, <laughs> Sounds good. I'm, I'm about to say some stuff that's gonna uh, mm-hmm. make <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a few things you said. I'm gonna have to say it before we get off, because Elga, you brought it's really your fault because you asked the question. So I know, I know. when you That's when you asked I... the question, I thought about a word she said to me. Of course, she started when I say the word, she gonna light up. But we gonna I I keep it. I do I do my best. But anyway, I got I I gotta be careful when I ask questions and when I talk <laughs> when I say yeah. stuff like for real. Like me and him could be in it. We talk a lot. Yeah. And, and we can we can be in a conversation and sometimes before I get ready to ask the next question to him or get ready to say the next thing, I purposely right now think about what I'm gonna say and ask to him because if I if I do it and I don't got the time and I hate rushing off the phone, yeah. I know it's like a very organic conversation. I can ask him something and, and it could it could take us for another 37.2 minutes, even that, that, ain't, that ain't real. It can take us 37 minutes of another conversation that we can go yeah. down. So uh, yes. go ahead, man. Yeah, cause he, he talked about the, the overflow information. He talked about all these different things we're trying to do at one time. You said the word when you first, you first reached out to me, you said the word. And I thought you were about to say it, but clutter. clutter. Oh, yes. We, we uh, yes. <laughs> that's- the clutter. Yeah, so if I was gonna start anyway, I, I'll always start with, with the man because I think if your mindset ain't right, you can't do none of the other stuff. I think you gotta be in the mental space to be able to do anything, even get up out of the bed. Uh, for some people, that can be one of the small wins she talked about. As a matter of fact, just getting up, right? I, it's something I started practicing probably two months ago because uh, I, I don't always have to work all day. So I'll lay around a little too much. Or, or I'm I'm an organized chaos type of guy. My that's how my mind works. I'm not very uh structured, right? I just kind of I work on the fly, I work better under pressure, so I procrastinate a little bit. So what I do now to, to work on this, the first thing I do when I get up is make the bed up. Uh and it seems little, but that's helping me start the day by thinking about organizing. 
and ended up getting it right. Let me get up, make the bed up. Two things. One, I just organized it. Two, I ain't gonna want to get back in it because it look it looks good. I don't wanna I don't wanna mess it up yeah. and lay back around <laughs> for half many hours and do nothing. So that's one of the little small things I do. Uh for decluttering or even rearranging things, right? Because uh everything that, that that we have now, we always had it, right? Adversity just had yeah. to make us think about what we had to do with it. So a lot of times it's rearranging, right? Uh Tasha, I know I know you've done before, Elga's done it, I've done it, or my wife made me do it. Sometimes we just rearrange the furniture in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you do that, the whole energy in that room changes for some odd reason. I don't know why, but it's like it's more space. I noticed that this picture really goes well with this color. I got a whole new little walkway <laughs> to go around, right? And it's like you just open that room up. And when you when you clean up all the things in there that are cluttered, that's when you got the open space, right? You talked about uh, the farmer earlier, or, or the seed, right? The seed having to be broken uh, in order to, to uh, through the process in order for it to grow into a plant. We're from farm country. So a lot of times, riding down the road, you'll see uh, a big cloud of smoke, right? And you're like, man, what they doing over there? I know I asked my daddy back in the gap, like, Hey, Dad, what's going on over there? And he's telling me, hey, they, where they burning off a field. <clears throat> I'm like, well, why would they be burning off a field that just made crops for them? And he's like, well, in order for them to grow what they need to grow for next year, they got to burn off all those old crops, all that old stuff that's laying around there rotting, uh, all the weeds, all that stuff's got to be burned off, right? So they'll burn that field off, right? And then they'll come back next crop season, they'll disc it. So they'll actually cut it up, right? And then they'll put a seed in it. They'll bury that seed, right? They'll pour water on it. They'll pour manure on it. <laughs> so excuse my French, that shit all over it, right? Then they're going to hope that it get rained on, right? And then you'll start seeing a little something peep out of the ground after a while. And they'll start putting poison on that, right? Because they don't want all these pests and weeds and stuff to grow around it. They don't want the plant that's trying to grow to have its nutrients sucked away by clutter. Cause that's all weeds and pestards, clutters, more stuff. Yeah. So they basically prune it off. You talked about those friends earlier when you started elevating and you're on a high vibration and they can't, they can't really take it. And sometimes it's, it's time to do another management practice. It's called pruning. Time to yeah. trim them back a little bit. And if they're supposed to grow back, guess what? They will. Stronger than ever. But if not, they won't. Because you got to thrive. The plant's got to thrive. And where that ground goes through all of that, right? Just to get this big, beautiful crop in two, three weeks, you're looking at corn stalks taller than you, right? But it had to go through all of that to get to this, right? So uh, rearranging that room, uh, picking out, like they said, picking out that thing to address, the word address, right? I like to think about it. If, if you address something, then you give it real estate in your mind, right? So if I address, Somebody said my shirt was ugly on Facebook, right? And I address, uh, he say, she say, or stuff that don't matter, that don't don't add to my purpose. If I'm addressing it. I like to call those cardboard box problems, right? And they got addresses all over my mind. And then God wants to bring me this big mansion, and we need a spot to put it. But I don't have no space for it because it's clutter everywhere. Because I'm addressing yeah. all the stuff that I don't have no business addressing, right? Uh. One other thing you mentioned, 
I'm gonna set up what you missed in the flights, right? My very first flight, I didn't fly first class. And so I'm sitting there before the flight starts and I'm waiting, I'm, I'm new to it. So I'm sitting in my seat and I see the flight attendant, she's coming by <clears throat> and she's asking, she's talking to people for a second and these people they talk back to her and then they'll get up and move all of a sudden. I'm like, well, why, why are they, like what they moving for? She coming <laughs> down the aisle and she, she's, uh, she's asking different people and I see her, she's getting closer and closer to me. So I'm like, well, I guess she's gonna ask me to move, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I don't know what's going on. So when she comes to me, I show her my ticket. That's all I know to do. Like mm -hmm. I'm sitting where I'm supposed to be sitting. Maybe those people weren't, I thought it may have been something like that. She was like, oh no, we know you're in the right seat, but it's a weight distribution imbalance on the plane. So we asked some people to move, to distribute this. And we asked some of the people who had carry on to check the bag so we can go on another flight so we can take off, right? Well, the quicker we did that and moved around, the quicker we took off. I'm saying I let to say that in our lives, it's certain stuff we need to move around, certain baggage we need to let go somewhere, right? <laughs> it's certain stuff we need to move over here out of the way and rearrange and manage so we can take off. The longer we fight that, Long, I don't want to sit because you because you're comfortable. You said get uncomfortable. I was comfortable in my seat. I didn't want to move. I ain't had nobody <laughs> sitting beside me. That's the main reason I didn't want to move. I'm a big fella. I need my shoulder room, right? <laughs> but in order for us to take off, I had to do something uncomfortable to do it. I had to rearrange the seats. I had to get out of the way. I had to let my bags go on another flight, let that baggage go. But until you do that, Till you do this stuff we're talking about, till you're willing to rearrange, till you're willing to get uncomfortable. That may be the reason you hadn't took off yet. Maybe the reason you still grounded. Because it ain't going to, the universe, I like to call the universe God. God will know when it's time for you to take off, right? You won't. If, they, if you ain't ready, you ain't going to take off. I'm telling you. So <laughs> practice the stuff we're talking about. Declutter, right? Get all this stuff that's, that's in the wild, these cardboard box problems out of the way. Clear you some real estate out, your mansion might fall on it, right? That best life you're looking for might fall on it. That's the only way that you're going to get in the mental space, though, to be able to do all this other stuff we're talking about, is get the stuff that don't matter out your way. Got to start with that clean slate, like get it out the way, right? Prioritize. Then you'll know, you got to be there to even know what you got to work on, right? To see those five things, you got to be, <laughs> you got to have clear eyes, a clear vision. You got to get the chains off, get all this stuff out your way, and then you see it, get yourself right mentally. Now you can pick something. You can't pick it if it's cluttered everywhere. You're trying to take every little thing that comes. You can't. It's too hard. Too hard to do. So yes. now I'm going to shut up. I'll let Tasha take us out. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, you did good. I'm sitting, I'm just sitting here thinking, yep, part two, because when you talk about decluttering, Man, that's a whole episode in itself because, you know, we know how to declutter our home, but we don't know how to declutter ourselves, our temple, our bodies, our mind, our emotions. We don't know how to declutter that. You know, it's easy for us to declutter our external, but how do we declutter our internal self? I won't speak too much, but you're right, declutter. So to go, let me retract. The first thing I would say is, really declutter because you do you have to remove something you know you think about your closet you want a new wardrobe 
Well, it's not until you go into for women, we go to the back of that closet to get them sizes. We said we're gonna wear, we're gonna get back in. And we ain't seen them, we ain't been in them sizes since like <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> and I often say, when we do, when you are, you know, when you do get back to that size, you're not gonna want to wear it. You're gonna be in a whole new feeling, new vibration, you're gonna want new clothes. So definitely you gotta remove some stuff in order to receive. So that can dip into, you know, the manifestation process, the receiving process, what's blocking you, what's stopping you. Yeah, so that's part two, decluttering. I can go all the time. We're going to part two. Even (laughs) even in the fitness world, the best thing to do, you start in the fitness journey. I learned, for me anyway, when I did lose, I lost 83 pounds before I gained it all back. I lost 78 before I gained it all back. But but Steven taught me one thing that I do every time I get ready to start in the diet. That's detoxing. Oh yeah, clean, yeah. Clean the body, all that waste Absolutely. toxins is sitting there. Same thing as decluttering. Once you do that, then all the new stuff you're taking in can do what it's supposed to do. Hard to do it when you got all this stuff in the way. So uh, yeah. it's very important. But I'm gonna shut up so we won't be here for four hours. Uh, <laughs> See, like we just got started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Jones, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something, Tasha. What he gonna? As soon as you get off the Zoom car. Uh-huh. He's gonna look me square in my eyes. I see his eyes tight. I'm like not talking day. to him. Toss as soon as you <laughs> ain't gonna hang it up. He's gonna say, Man, I don't want to talk to you. I gotta go process. <laughs> hey, because he you gotta like... process, man. You gotta yeah. process. You gotta process. Yeah. You gotta process. <laughs> For me, I had to process things. Like, I gotta process and take it in. Because it's been a lot that said. And that, that's why I'm, I'm just I'm talking. Because if I keep yeah. talking, then I'm gonna say something. Then Tashi is gonna have something to say. <laughs> of course, we're gonna have to do that, and then I'm gonna be here. So well, we're gonna have to. I agree. We're gonna have to do our own own conference one day, or Tasha. When y'all got a conference, Absolutely. I'm gonna have to like the like the young folks. I'm gonna have to get flued in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, put it on your calendar. Do. I'm doing a heal thyself, which is healthy self broken up. Heal thyself conference. It's gonna be in October. I'll get to dates because I don't remember the date, but I know it's going to be in October, Friday and Saturday. So definitely put it on your calendar. I'll reach out to you to give you the correct dates. Okay. And uh, yeah, we'd love for you and Edgar to come and be a part of that conference. Hey, uh, um, no, we would love to be a part of that conference. Tasha, uh, and I need to get your contact information. Okay. Courtney as well. But before we get ready to close this out, uh, where can people find you at? Um, your, your, like, how can people find you? Social media platform. If someone's interested in getting some coaching consulting from you, how can they find it out? Best thing, uh, I'm on Facebook at Tarsha Johnson Calhoun. Send me a message. Instagram, Tarsha Calhoun. Or send me an email at Tarsha at IgniteHer. I-G-N-I-T-H-E-R Wellness dot com but yeah love to connect on facebook send me a friend request and let's go from there love send, to chat with you send that friend request first nice. <laughs> <laughs> i'll get up i'll get our message I, you know a direct yeah. message would be good because yeah. again i love what i do i really I, I love what i do and i'm love loving building relationships you know i believe in divine partnership divine collaboration and people put path, I mean, God puts people in your path to um, for a reason, season, or a lifetime. So 
That's what it's about, helping each other. Iron sharpening iron. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a video guy put your your card up at the end of the video and during our little intro song. Uh, for the listeners, she spelled it out for y'all, so y'all okay. remember it. Take that in. Sounds good. Tasha, thank you for uh, for coming on. Um, I enjoyed it, um, and I hope for for everybody that's been able to check this out. This has been helpful for y'all. Uh, very rich conversation. Appreciate you sharing your testimony, being vulnerable and open, um, and just uh, really letting God use you as a vessel. Um, we appreciate it, and we thank you for that. Thank you for having on, and we, we're definitely going to have to do a part two because there's a whole lot to talk about over here. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, man. So we appreciate you. We love you. Uh, Edgar, Mr. Lit Code. We out of here. here.